So, we are here, Western Australia, with Grace and Aaron from Joining the Giants. Exciting, you guys are the first band that we've had on the podcast. Woo! Thanks for having us. <laughs> so exciting. We're sharing a mic, so we're going to get really close. Here we go. <laughs> this is the closest we've ever been. The closest we've ever Thank you so much. Um, it's really nice to be the first band on, and we love Listen Up so much. I'm very excited to have you, and this is my second time in Perth only. Um, but firstly, I just want to start with, how are you guys? Oh, big gosh. question. Such a big question. There's a lot going on in life right now. Um, we're, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous about a few things that are coming up. So, like, I always have this weird feeling in my stomach at the moment because, mm. um, yeah, we've got some pretty exciting well, – I'm sure we'll talk about all the things, but yeah. I'm overly just very nervous at all times right now. <laughs> what about you, Doll? I think I'm just ready to get back to work. Hey. Yeah. Mm. I've been so bored because I have breaks on holidays for like six weeks mm. and I've just been sitting here like what do I do with life? Yeah. Actually, in the last like five days you've written like nine songs so you've been very productive. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> That's impressive. Nine songs. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I like obsess over things. Uh, when I start doing something I just yeah. like go as hard as possible. That's a good thing though, right? Yeah. <laughs> unless, yeah it's sometimes. A, unless it's a bad advice. Okay. <laughs> fair, fair. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so I'm going to come in really hot here with how big 2023 was for you guys. Big Sound, supported Eskimo Joe, seven nominations for the Western Australian Music Awards, won three of them? Yeah. Which is wow. really impressive. Did my research. You did your research. <laughs> I know. This is very impressive. You're not um, even looking down when you know, say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that has all now continued into 2024 where you have just been told you are supporting Pink on her Australian tour and her for her Perth concerts. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, this you, is why I'm so nervous. Yeah. <laughs> because I, mean, I can't stop thinking about it. Like, we went from, you know, playing uh, The Bird, you know, with, like, a, maybe 110 people, and now we have to play in front of, like, 20,000, 30,000 people. And it makes me panic a little bit. Yeah. I, I just, uh, I actually just cancelled because I was meant to be going over to see Taylor Swift in Sydney the week before Pink. And I've just had to cancel my trip because that's how nervous I am. Like, I don't want to get sick. <laughs> I'm just going to lock myself inside. Yeah. Uh, be really healthy. Look after myself. Because I know if I went over, I'd just be like, panic, panic, panic. Mm. So I'm yeah. making good choices. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell us how that whole, the whole thing came about? How did you get that, that support act spot? Well... We've been self-managed, I mean, I've managed us for like the last six years mm. and last year before Big Sound, um, you know, we, we, we were talking to this amazing woman who's been in the music industry for years, but then she left for a while and was keen to kind of get back into it. Um, and my auntie actually sent her our music mm. and, you know, she really loved it and she kind of started reaching out to, we, we started talking and she was really inspiring and then we met her over in Melbourne and she straight away got us like an amazing booking agent and we were like, this woman is incredible and then she started managing us and next thing you know, she's just like sending us off to Pink's manager, just like continual and, and at first, you know, he, he did actually get back to her and be like, look, we don't have an opener for any of the shows, it's probably not going to happen, thanks for sending it through and she just kept sending everything. So kept sending like singles, reviews, articles, big sound write-ups, like everything that we were doing, which I would not have the guts to do. She was just like, go, go, go. We're going to make this happen. And eventually he was just like, you know what? We'll just, we'll open up. 
a slot for them. Um, so that is what constant persistence, 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 persistence can do. It is inspiring because I, I don't think I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good manager right there. It I is. I feel like don't let go of that manager. No. <laughs> Forever. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, so now she's coming over for pink um, and she's just – she's very like me. We're very similar um, and she loves pink. Mm. Like is in the colour as well. So it's meant to be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was telling you before but the first episode – was I telling you before? I can't remember. Anyway. <laughs> The first episode of the podcast, I talked about my first concert experience and my first concert was pink. And then I was oh, like, no my first concert was pink. And then Ali was like, you've got to interview Grace because Joe and the Giants are opening for pink. And I was like, this is meant to be. Oh They're meant God. to be the first band because, yeah, pink was my first concert. Like, my sister was obsessed with pink. And then obviously I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> and went to her uh, I'm Not Dead first, yeah, in Sydney. And it was the best thing. Amazing. That's so cool. Realise how many songs of hers that you know and that you love. There's so many that you grew up with. Like that whole Funhouse record, I listened to that on repeat when I was a kid for some reason. She's amazing. Banger. And she's so like... And now like... We might have to edit that out, copyright. But now like we teach kids and stuff and they play Pink songs and for the last six months we've had to hide the secret. So I've been like... I can't tell you that we're learning a song of someone that I'm going to go and play a stadium with. It's, it's been nuts. so hard to keep a secret because we've actually known for a little while. Since like September. Since, but we, it just, we couldn't tell anyone because it wasn't locked in. Mm. So I, my biggest fear was like telling all my friends, everyone I know, and then being like, sorry, it's not happening. Like, I would be so heartbroken. So the secret, I'm not very good with like, I'm pretty much an open book. I'm good at keeping other people's secrets, but not like my own because I get too excited about things or like I feel like I need to tell my friends. Um, so it was really difficult, but... And also with Pink, I don't know, I have such a big connection to her. Like, I'm from a farm down south, and I used to drive, like, to the nearest town or the city to buy, like, the So Fresh CDs. Yes! <laughs> so Fresh! So Fresh CDs! Oh, what like, a time. summer, So Fresh. Um, and she was on literally, I think, pretty much all of them. Always had, like, a hit on the So Fresh CDs, and I would just, like, blast it so loud in my room, like, singing into my hairbrush, running around the paddocks with my Walkman, um, like... And you don't have tattoos. And I don't even have tattoos. That's so wild. <laughs> what? Because you're not that rebellious. I know. I figured being that rebellious as a kid, you'd be like, yad it up with a teardrop. But you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's looking like Post Malone. Yeah, more like Free Malone. So. Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad Does this mean you get to meet Pink? I, I hope so. We don't know yet. But with two shows... Surely. Surely I'll just find the back room that she's in. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, just knock on the dressing room door, hey, yeah. <laughs> I hope so, because our friends just supported Coldplay and they got to meet Chris Martin. So oh, my gosh. I would literally, and he stopped singing my words. <laughs> I break out Go into song I love a lot. It. I love it. Um, but I would literally, I would faint. If I met either of them, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I want to do. I love Pink so much. Um, and I do think she's, I think she's such, like, a feminist icon. Mm. Um She's just always, I don't think she's always, like, adhered to, like, the standards of the industry. She's always just done her own thing. She's cut her hair. Like, she acts like a punk. Um, and I think that that's just the sickest thing, like, mm. to look up to a woman like that. Like, mm. she's never just been, like, I need to sexualize myself, like, mm. all the time. Like, and, yes, she is, like, she's kind of found the balance of, like, you know, being that, like, punk hot chick mm. but doing it in her own way. Mm. Um, and being a great mom, like, takes the kids on the road. Yeah. It's crazy. The kids will be there, I think. Like, I think she brings the, her children everywhere. They, like, travel together. I'm pretty sure they have a farm, so we're going to get on so well. I've already started all these conversation points in my head. 
<laughs> Grace is ready, guys. I'm She's ready. been writing this for ages. And this is what I'm going to do when I meet Pink. <laughs> um, so you're talking about how nervous you get or how nervous you are. Are you nervous? And how much practice and stuff do you need to do or will you do for this kind of gig? We need to get into the studio and figure out our set list and then just practice a lot for it. Um, just make it like as tight as possible, like make it a flow. I, I'm so funny when it comes to banter, I never know what I'm going to say, but I feel like I should probably think about what I'm going to say in front of potentially like 20,000 people because, you know, you can't really take it back. They can all <laughs> plan the they script see you, yeah. <laughs> uh, and hear you. Um, so I might have to do like quite a bit of prep and thinking. I mean, we haven't actually figured out our set list yet, so we really need to do yeah. that. We've still got a month. I feel like we're all like... Oh, it's probably going to be like just a normal gig. It's fine. Let's chill out. But then it's not. It's definitely not a normal gig. And you feel like I wake up and I'm like, oh, we're going to play a stadium. How do we even play a stadium show? Yeah. Is, are we like big enough? Do we sound big enough? You know yeah. what I mean? You're going to sound well, great. I'm so excited. Like I, we were listening to yourself all the way here. Just. Aww. It's such a vibe. Nice. <laughs> um, so I wish I could come watch. Oh, um, come it, back. You should have come in March. Yeah. Darn she sold it. out. Um, oh, has it? I think so, yeah. Comp tickets. Yeah, yeah. Far out. Comp tickets. It's sold out apparently. Yeah, comp tickets. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty okay. sure. I'm was because I was having a look. I was like seeing how many. Because you're doing two shows. Mm. Yeah. So fun. Um, oh my god. But my next question is: Do you have a? Will you have or do you have a pre-show ritual? Uh, so sorry, my cat is being very naughty. Um, I my pre-show ritual is. Uh, I guess every show just having a laugh, having a, having a, having a laugh with the boys, um, just being really comfortable. Um, just I think like just talking to people uh, and not getting to all my head, and then I jump up and down a lot, and I start like just trying to get like a bigness. So I'll just like start kind of dancing and jumping and spinning around and kind of getting into the moment, um, and then I'll do some like vocal warm ups, um, drink a lot of tea. Uh, Yes, for the vocal cords. And then we do, like, we all put our hands in and we go, like, one, two, three, woof. Yeah, woof. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was like, can we talk about this? Def- definitely not for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> not for the podcast. We're going to leave that there yes. with woof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Um, okay, we talk about Joan the Giants a bit. I'm going to talk about Grace and Aaron now. Can you tell me, actually, can you describe each other in three words? Grace in three words. Mm. Um, kind. Mm. <laughs> weird. Yeah, true. Funnest. 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 Is that even a word? It is now. <laughs> We've made it a word. <laughs> you heard it here first. English <laughs> language. All words are made up. So, yeah. you know, true I just that. made that one up. Yeah. Shakespeare made up a lot of words. I've definitely heard funnest before. Yeah. Funnest. Whether it's, it's like. like funnest. I just needed one I word. approve, I yeah. I couldn't say most fun. You yeah, know, that's true. Words. Yeah, that's true. He'd <laughs> already used to. It, if I hyphened it, it'd be fine. Most Funnest. Like your last name. Funnest, weird, kind. I reckon they're pretty good. I love it. Grace's turn. She's going to describe Aaron. Tall, Three tall, words. Tall. <laughs> you heard it first from Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to say comedian. One, he thinks he's a comedian, yeah. but he's really funny. That's like seven words, right? <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, comedian. Hmm. Cheeky. Uh, and I'll say like, I'll say kind. 
because you're fiercely kind when you want to be. Mm. But mm. kind by choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I just I love doing that kind of thing, especially because you guys have been, you know, you're in the band together. And how, how long have Joan and the Giants been together? Uh, well, it's Joan and the Giants, Joan and the Giants have been together <laughs> since 2019, but we've been playing music together a long time before mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually had a different name, which we don't talk about because it's really embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we changed the name and did like a full rebrand to Joan and the Giants. So we've technically been going longer than 2019, but um, we just, yeah, that's when we started. this. And week. all the same members still yeah. all together? Yeah. Because it's four of you, right? Yeah. yeah, we're like a little family. We can't escape each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to circle back a little bit. What... I mean, this is a, a question for Grace, not Joan the Giants, but what, how did you get into music? Why music? What? Uh, my life is an interesting one. I, I grew up on a farm down south, on an organic and biodynamic farm, and my mum is a singer-songwriter. Um, and, you know, I used to travel a lot with her as a kid and sleep in her guitar case, whether it was like jam nights or whether it was like at concerts. I would just either be on stage singing with her or like sleeping in a guitar case. Um, so I was on the road quite a bit and just my parents always had people over at the farm singing music and sharing music and it was a, such like a a staple in my life like um music was just always there whether it was you know playing in the background or someone was actually playing a guitar and um yeah I grew up with my sister and my mum and my brother we all did harmonies together and had like a little family except my dad he tried mm. <laughs> he's actually quite a good singer but he's he's like the odd one out but yeah. he does love music um yeah and he's very sweet but um yeah music has just been kind of everything to me it was like I remember it was like the first thing I ever wanted to do like I was three years old and I was living in Germany because my mum was doing music and I remember like just constantly just wanting to perform like I would just be like get me on stage like I was just such a performer and just only really wanted to sing so I've just always been like that forever that's so nice yeah family what about you Aaron um I grew up in a tiny little community and my dad played guitar so I grew up watching him play guitar all the time and I used to fall asleep watching Slim Dusty like VCR tapes (laughs) with my granddad so music's been a part of my life pretty much my whole life yeah and at high school I started writing songs started playing guitar when I was 11 Went to high school, started writing songs, but, like, I was really a jock. I wasn't a mean jock. I didn't push anyone into a locker. But, <laughs> but um, nice job. yeah, I was really focused on sports. So I never thought music would do anything, and then sport fizzled out. Mm. And I met Grace when I was at college, and then we just started writing songs together. But mm. since I was, like, born, I loved, loved music. I loved music and the Eagles. That's pretty much the only thing. Yeah. The Eagles, yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, so it was either football or music, and yeah. then you know, not good enough for football. So you were, you just broke your leg. Yeah, I did break oh, my leg. Okay, he well that's that's tricky. Uh, yeah. no. You were. Thanks for talking to you. Mm. Don't undersell yourself. That's on the podcast now, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. People are gonna fact check this and be like, "He's the biggest liar." <laughs> <laughs> You know that uncle at parties that's like, oh, I yeah. could have made it, I but I broke that. my leg. Yeah. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> you could have. That's so good. I love that. So that's so nice. Both of you like grew up with music being a big part of your family is in your childhood and things like that. Um, mm. I guess mental mental health wise, like it's sort of the staple or like the consistent thing that's like 
kind of kept me going. Mm-hmm. Like, because childhood, whilst it was like beautiful with music and everything, it was not like easy. It was quite difficult. Um, parents very complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love them a lot, but there was so many issues. Yeah. Um, and you know, religion was like a very big factor in my childhood, and it was like it was it was a lot. It was quite difficult. Um, and that's a whole story in a podcast of the sale. <laughs> but <laughs> but music was like the one thing that I always like literally always had to kind of either make me feel better by singing a song or like I would sit at the piano and write something very silly and I've got so many dramatic lyrics from like my teen years um, and even some from childhood where I'm like, geez, are you okay? Like, mm. are you all right? Um, but yeah, music has kind of always been that thing mental health wise. It's mm. like always been therapy. But it's so good to be able to have that, to, that outlet to be able to write music, you know, and lyrics that are really, you know, support you and, and help you get through things that are happening when maybe you feel like you might not have someone to talk to, but you've mm. got a page to write it on and a piano to, you know, connect with and, and stuff like that. Mm. Do you have any songs that kind of remind you of, of stuff you were going through when you were a kid? You... Mm, yeah. So I guess the song Cool Kid, um, it's really interesting because that's like done the best out of any of our music so far. Like that's won a bunch of awards. And I think honestly it's because like it's just so – it's like the first song I really opened up about a lot of things. Mm. Like um, – to do with like my childhood and everything like I didn't I'm actually queer and I didn't realize that like for so long because there's like in Christianity there's a lot of shame around that mm. um and I was so scared to talk about it for so many years and then like I remember being like 22 and Aaron and I were up north and I was like I my friends thank goodness they're like all queer and I like talking to them they were like it's not like shameful mm. like it's not a problem uh, it's normal and it's who you are. So why are you ashamed of it? I was like, because everyone's told me to be <laughs> like, and then they were the first people that kind of made me realize like, it's like who you are. Um, so I'm really glad I was in the music industry and met a lot of queer people. But I remember being like, God, I am so queer. And I was driving down from the Kimberley with Aaron and I just was like shaking the whole time. Cause I was like, I've got to tell him, I've got to tell him. And then I remember being like, I have to tell you something. I couldn't talk for like an hour. <laughs> And then I was like, I'm queer. <laughs> and Aaron was like, I thought he would be mad at me because I guess that's just the way that my brain was. And he was like, oh, my God, that's, like, amazing. Like, thank you so much for telling me. And he was so supportive and, you know, really supportive of my journey the whole time, like, figuring out who I was and who I am. Um, and then, like, with Cool Kid, that is kind of about, like, my first kind of queer experience and also, like, the shame that, I guess, like, from my childhood has, like, instilled in me and, like, just, like, the pain, all of, all of that. And even, like, I guess the whole thing of, like, being, like, I'm, I was never the cool kid is kind of surrounded by, like, one, like, bullying, being an outsider, but then also, like, you know, with the whole queer side of things, like, feeling so trapped, like, you can't even be cool with your own family, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way you really feel like you fit in. So that's kind of what that song was all about. Mm. Um and yeah, I think that's why it's resonated so much because it's just really honest. But then in all of our other songs, there's like so much depth and, and kind of writing about trauma and healing. And every time we play them live, like sometimes I'm in a deeply emotional place and I just can't help but like cry on stage because they always bring something up. Mm. But other times I'm like, ah, I've moved on from this. <laughs> <laughs> having a good day. Yeah, we're having a good day today. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so nice that you had that community in the music industry that were supportive and being like it's you just be you yeah thank Um, goodness I'm really grateful for that yeah yeah and I think listen up is really good at 
helping build that community because I went to the songwriting prize for the first time two years ago, I think, and just seeing a room full of people singing about some really heavy shit in front of some people like have built friends and stuff, but a lot of them are strangers and they're singing in front of other musicians and you're just kind of like, shit. Mm. Like that's so impressive and for that community, for Listen Up to have built that community where people can just rock in and do that and feel totally supported. No one judges a single thing. No one cares who you are, what you do, how you identify. It's just that space I think is so awesome. It's so epic. I remember the first one. We got into like the semi-final. We went over to Brisbane. With the old name. And with the old about. name that we don't talk about. Can we reveal that? <laughs> I really want to know what that is. No, because our music's online. I don't want you to hear it. It's so bad. We have to delete that account. Yeah, we do. We're deleting it. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Delete the account. I'll get better at doing this. <laughs> um, so the, the account of the old band name is still online? No. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not there. Um, but, yeah, we went over to Brisbane and I was, like, just sobbing the entire night because it was so deeply vulnerable. I've never seen a show that was so safe and so vulnerable. And actually that was like the turning point for me to like want to create shows that were felt that safe. That became like a big goal in my career to like make spaces feel vulnerable and like feel safe to be vulnerable. Yeah. Because a lot of people feel like they can't cry in public and they can't open up or they can't show emotion. Mm. But that's like a big thing of ours in our shows where like, we like want people to feel safe enough like mm. to be able to cry. We want to make you cry. <laughs> That's pretty much what Grace is saying. Yep. Yeah. Come to a Joan show if you feel like you need a good cry. <laughs> You've had a hard week. Come mm. to a Joan the Giant show. We'll make you cry. It's interesting though because I feel like we're going into a slightly different phase because there was like a few years where our songs were very deeply emotional and all about mental health. And, um, you know, I wrote a song called Just For You that was for one of my best friends that lost her brother to suicide. And I wrote it just, like, and she was heavily pregnant at the time um, and just going through so much grief. And I just, like, I remember just feeling sick, so sick and just wanting to do anything to help. And I was, like, couldn't sleep, so I got up at 3 a.m. and just wrote the song for her. Um, and these are songs that, like, when you talk about, that's what creates the vulnerable space because, like, I feel like as soon as you kind of, like, let down your walls, like, everyone can. Um, but at the moment, we've just started writing, like, as like even with Good Time, like, it's a very kind of happy, sexy, fun love song, which in some ways is a relief because sometimes I need a break from the heaviness. <laughs> and just a bit of, like, a fun, summer, yeah. sexy time. Yeah. You know, a balance. Yeah, it's a great song. Thanks. Let's segue into Good Time. Let's talk about Good Time. <laughs> um, my question is the lyrics of this song. Dang. How do they come about? But my favourite little bit, and I'm going to ask you about it, is, and I hopefully got the lyrics right here because I just did it from listening to the song. <laughs> Letting go for the first time, didn't know I could feel this way. Mm. That's my favourite part of the song. Aww. Does that have a certain meaning or that was just, what, what's the meaning behind those lyrics? I think I, because of like the trauma in my life, um, I think a way of uh, being okay is being a bit of a control freak. Like, and being, you know, like, as a kid, I remember getting up at, like, 6 a.m. every morning and making my lunch so I knew everything would be fine and everything would be okay and I'd have everything planned for the day, like, just so I would have my own little safety in that. Mm. But I feel like in my whole life that's kind of carried through and I can be so, like, controlling of my own circumstances and the things in my own life just so I feel kind of safe in that. But this song is really, like, honestly about, like, letting go and, like, just letting somebody kind of come in and, like, just be present, you know, just be present with that person and let go of kind of your your own baggage and your own thoughts and 
your own control. Mm. So that's just really all about letting go with someone. Mm. I feel like you can feel that in that song. It's mm. just like the energy of the song with those lyrics is just like, I wanted to like get in a car and be like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> hand out the window. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's such a driving yeah, song. Yeah, it's so good. It's really fun. Um, yeah, I love it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> do you have anything to say about yeah, that sexy yeah. song? Um, I don't know. It kind of came about as a jam. We jammed for like 10 minutes and the whole song was there pretty much. So it's a very... Um, it was very fast. I don't know. It was a very like, this is definitely how we feel in this moment kind of process. So it's very, I don't know what, real, honest? Present. present. <laughs> yes. It's very present and not super controlling. We actually have to let go <laughs> of control to write the song because we're normally like... Fitting. Do a demo. Let's do this, 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 this. But we just got in a room and jammed it and yeah. then that's what came out. So. so true. It actually really matched yeah. the whole vibe of the song. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I, mean, I was about to ask, like, what is your writing process? Like, do you guys all write together? Do you kind of write lyrics and bring it to the band? Like, what, what's, what's your process when you're writing lately, songs? Lately, we've... Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Lately, we've been in a room jamming together just to get a general song idea. So we're really good at just like, because we've played together so long, we're really good at knowing where each other's going to go with the song and stuff like that. Like me and Riley really connect because we've played together so long. So if there's a bridge coming up, a slow bridge, we do it. So we've just been in a room, all four of us jamming, jammed out like five songs the other day. That's what I've been recording. And I don't know, other times me and Grace will sit with an acoustic or she'll just sit on a piano and write a song. It's all very different depending on where we are in life. Mm-hmm. But I usually just sit up and do the demos and then send it to Dylan and Dylan says, nah, not good enough, let's <laughs> change a bunch of things. And then we record it, yeah. So yeah. it's a pretty, it can either be long stints of not songwriting yep. or like bursts of like six songs in a little bit. That's like... I guess that's sort of the hard part with me. Like, I can't really... I, f- I struggle to force songs. Mm. Um, like, if I'm writing and I just... I'm not getting anywhere with it. Like I just feel like it's not going to come. But then there's other times where I'll just sit down and it'll be written in, like, ten minutes. Um, one of our songs, Sleep Alone, took, like, three years to write. <laughs> like, yeah, a I really long time. And it changed <laughs> so many times. Yeah. Like, we would... We were playing that three years ago in like a folk version and then like all the lyrics were different and like just where it was on the guitar was different. Um, and then I was like, I remembered it three years later. And I was like, I really want to do this song. And then, yeah. yeah, you know, it just changed so many times. Sometimes it takes years to finish something. Yeah, till you um, find the right vibe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and That's that awesome. was really hard. That song was really hard. Even in the studio, it took so long. Yeah. It's the damn drums. <laughs> the so drums. Yeah. <laughs> find the right groove. Yeah, it's harder. <laughs> um, so obviously... Listen Up Music, as I said, is building communities and that supportive environment that we talked about, having making f- people feel comfortable to be vulnerable, to be mm. themselves. And obviously I'm not a professional in any way, neither is anyone who's involved in this podcast episode today, but I just want to know if there's any advice or like a little something that you would say to people who are in the industry that can help them in any, any kind of way or something that you've experienced that has helped you in the, be, be part of the Aussie music industry because it's not... easy (laughs) it's really not easy I think the biggest thing for me like the turning point was when I first started for the first like three or four years I felt like a major outsider and I found it really clicky and really exclusive and I was I was honestly like I probably couldn't have kept going for much longer um because I just couldn't find any people that I really connected with or kind of wanted to even know me especially when you're starting out and you're trying to find your sound and people don't think that you're good Mm. like they'll just put you in like a box of being like oh they're pretty they're not very good Mm. like ill um, and I felt very judged at the start. And then um, I kind of, like, just found these amazing women that, like, 
I went to their gigs and I, and I sort of talked to them and they all felt the same way. They felt like they just didn't really understand the industry, like they, they weren't really making friends. They felt like outsiders. And I kind of just like brought us all together and now we're just like the bestest friends. Like, and I have found such an incredible community of women. Um, and then now like all of like, you know, our bands are like all best friends and we create like a really wonderful community in that. And I think if you have a community, like even if it's hard right now, like find a community, um, you know, it might take some time, but like when you have some people that you can actually relate to, because a lot of people who don't do music have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> and like you need people in your life that you can be like, what do I do about this single? Like it's not taking off. No one's listening to it on Spotify, blah, 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 blah. Like how do I, you know, do PR? What am I doing with my life? You need people that you can talk to about that stuff. Because it's, it's, especially if you're a solo artist, like it's lonely out there. Um, and a lot of the time it's quite isolating. So I think a community is really important. Mm. It's just putting yourself out there yeah. if you can. And if not, then like, I don't know, I think, what do you think if not? If you can't find a community, what's your advice? I think there's people out there for everyone, to be honest. Mm. Like, you'll definitely find like-minded people. Don't stop looking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. legit. Um, and songwriting, just write your feelings. That's mm. what I would say. Mm. If you're in the music industry, be honest about it. Mm. Yeah. If you're having a really bad time, just like say it. Cause Someone I out f- there will connect. Yeah, I find the songs that I connect most with are probably the ones that like, oh, I can relate because I went through the same thing or I feel this way right now, you know? Yep. Yeah. And I also think therapy is really great. <laughs> Ending well, it on that note, guys. <laughs> um, I actually was really grateful if any young people are listening out there. Yeah. Um, I, it sucks because it ends at 26. Uh, I got kicked out when I was 26. But uh, Youth Focus, I went to Youth Focus and did a lot of three, free therapy for a year, just over a year, and it, like, changed my life. Like, yeah, right. honestly, just getting in and doing some therapy was yeah. – and there are so many free resources out there, like, mm. for helping people, and it's, like, nothing. I used to feel like – like, especially old, the older generation made me feel quite, like, like if I went to therapy, I was a weirdo, like, mm. you have so many issues, blah, blah, blah. But, like – Yes, I do have issues and I want help. Go to therapy. (laughs) But also I feel like too, you don't have to think that your issue or whatever you're going through is too small. Like I just feel like it doesn't matter. Like going to see a therapist, it's like you you can have the smallest of whatever or nothing and speak to someone and it could make all the difference. Yeah, and I feel like you don't have to wait until things are bad, you know. Mm. You can be like in the best part of your life, but it's going to help you. It's really, I don't know, it just helps you set, like, groundwork. Mm. Yeah. To be like, yeah, I do want to be a better person. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yay! All right. We're to the fun part now. Oh. This is my final question, and then we're going to do scenario, which okay. is our little section. <laughs> so my final question, which actually came from Dom, who's currently recording, for those who can't see. Um, if you were on a desert island, but you had a, a speaker... What three songs would you listen to on repeat? Grace. Oh, my gosh. I can't go first. I have to think. <laughs> That's so hard. Well, <laughs> number one would have to be Message in a Bottle, right? Just the cast away. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Is that actually one of your choices? Oh, it'll just be for the bit. <laughs> just for that bit. Like, <laughs> I'll get there and be like, just the cast away. And I'll be like, yeah. oh, this is actually kind of sad. <laughs> I'm cast away. Um, oh. What songs would I really want to listen to on repeat? I think I could listen to I Miss You by Blink like 7 million times in a row. Yep. 100%. Uh, I definitely need some... 
I'm gonna go Oddball, Tennessee Whiskey, Chris Stapleton. Tonight on us, where else good? It's just the way that song is. It just feels so good. You got a great it's mix so of good. like vibes there. Yeah, just the castaway. I miss you. I miss you. And Tennessee mm. Whiskey. So. <laughs> We're killing Grace. Is pulling up her playlist. All right, Grace has got 15 seconds left, Grace. Here we go. Okay, okay. Um, okay, so I think... Three songs, don't think about it. Um, You're going to be bad at scenarios. Uh, <laughs> far out. Um, definitely like a Taylor Swift song. Which one, though? Cardigan. No, that's your choice. Um, <laughs> uh, I would do... Elvis song by Maisie Peters. Mm. I probably listened to that 400,000 times. Like, mm. I love that song so much. She's so cute. She's so adorable. And I saw her live, like, because we came from gigs. We only saw her a few songs, but I love her so much. Mm. Um, obsessed with her music. Holly Humberstone, I really love London is Lonely. I feel like if I'm lonely on an island, that would really relate to me. Yep. Um, and something old school. Um, oh, I didn't say a Taylor Swift song. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> a little, little, little. Snow on the beach. That's funny. No. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I am unfamiliar with that. What? Did you say snow, snow on a beach? Snow on the beach. Weird yeah, but, but beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, got, oh. I got an honorable mention. Honorable. You have one? You go. The honorable mention is My Island Home by Christina Arnoux. Uh, Just for the bit again. It's mm-hmm. funny. I would say something like... That used to be like every school assembly in a little remote indigenous community. Every school assembly, my island home. Wow. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Didn't even live on an island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna say something off 1989 because that's like my bop, like that's disco a bang era. Album. Yep. Yeah, 100. I need two albums from Taylor Swift. It would be 1989 and um, Folklore, but that's a whole different question. <laughs> uh, but the song from 1989 that I would probably choose is Far Out, man. Welcome to New York. No. Um, maybe that was a boss way for her to open a... Yeah. Oh, cool song. Yeah. Done. I That's was going to say. That's not from 1989, but yeah. I would definitely choose that, yeah. That's such a banging pop song. It's a cool summer. Did you look back, And in the back of the car. This is Grace walking around the island just like... It actually makes me sad. I haven't been able to listen to Taylor Swift since I decided not to go to the concert. Oh, yeah. Because I'm in, like, really, like, sad mode. Because me and my best friend, we're going to go over together and we're, like, it's also Mardi Gras. Like, we're going to have so much fun. You know what? Like, you're going to have this massive gig and then you'll be opening for Taylor Swift in no time. Like, you know what I mean? That's the next goal. I'm going to visualise that because you never know what's going to happen in life. We never thought we would be opening for Pink. Yeah, what do you call it? Um, Manifest it. Yep, do it. All right. Scenario. Whoop. Okay, now I need to pass you this because I'm not allowed to see it either. Yeah, I'll come over there. All right. We have three seconds to come up with our pose once I read out the scenario. Okay. It is getting ready for a night out with the girls and your fave pump-up tune comes on. Three. Two. One. Don't forget to jump on the Listen Up Instagram to check out Scenario. All right, we've come to the end. I just want to say a huge, massive thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing all your weird and wonderful stories. I've had the best time. Thank we so bonded really well. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> um, so much fun. And also, good luck, and we're going to check in once you've done your opening for Pink. Yeah. Maybe we'll do, like, an Insta Live. Like, you know, so we can... Oh, we should do it. Yeah. We should do it from As backstage. <laughs> Guys, we're live with Grace on Insta. She's on stage. Hi. Hit us up. 
backstage with our cheese plates. Yes, we should, we should do that. We should do a little Insta Live. Yeah. After though, because I'll be too nervous. Yeah, after. Yeah. yeah. And then you can tell us how we'll it is. It'll be really, really loud after though, so. Yeah. That's totally fine. Yeah. Popping yeah. the champs after, because I would have got through it. After yeah. the second one, not yeah. the first yeah, one. one. So keep your eye on the Listen Up Music Insta page at the start of March. We're checking with Joan the Giants yes. after they've played with Pink and Tones and I at Optus Stadium ah. in Western Australia. Woo! Woo! Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Bye. Yeah.